Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Miles Road Baptist Church, and Pastor Jim, thank you for inviting me to share in your summer sermon series on walking with God. And I, I just thank you for inviting me, Pastor Jim. I love you, and I thank you for your giving of yourself to me. I say it again, I shall not forget the evening after a revival meeting when this pastor embraced me and placed me under his wing, and I have been there since. And I love you, and I thank you for your love and your friendship, brother. Thank you so much. Well, if you have your Bibles with you tonight, please open them to Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18, beginning in verse 24. Acts chapter 18, verse 24. It is at the church at Ephesus where we are going to go back and learn from the early church. And we're going to go back and learn of a man whose name was Apollos. In Acts chapter 18, verse 24, the word of the Lord there says, Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, He spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. And that's God's word tonight for our hearts and minds. And this passage of scripture... Let us begin by realizing that Paul is beginning his third missionary journey at verse 23. And we began reading in verse 24. And what they are committed to, Paul as well as Apollos, we're talking of Apollos, they're committed to the work of inviting and bringing people to Jesus. And so let us look together at this man, Apollos. Apollos the man. Apollos the man, he was, uh, came upon a place, he was born in Alexandria, which was in Egypt. Alexandria was known as a famous center of learning. It was reported to have the largest library in the world with possibly as many as 900,000 books and scrolls. The city was founded by Alexander the Great. The population was estimated to be about 600,000. It was a religious place of significance. It was a philosophical place of significance. And so we find out this man, Apollos, was born there. He was born there, born and bred in Alexandria. And what we find out about Apollos, the man, is that, first of all, verse 24 says, he was eloquent. He was eloquent. 
Apollos probably had taken studies in oratory and public speaking. He knew the principles of public speaking. He uh, knew the principles of debating. And he had perhaps taken the command of several languages, Hebrew and Greek, certainly two of them. Being eloquent, it implies that he was a very learned man. He was skilled in words. He was a man of reason, a man of speech. He was a man of words, a man of ideas. And he had a special capacity, a God-given capacity to explain his thoughts in a way that captured the attention of the intellect and swayed the emotion of his, of his listeners. Apollos was eloquent. He was also effective. The man was very effective. Verse 24 says he was uh, mighty. Mighty in the scriptures. That word mighty is where we get the word dunamis, where we get our word English dynamite. Powerful. He was mighty. It was the same word used of Moses in Acts chapter 7, verse 22, where it says, And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Mighty in the scriptures. Mighty specifically and only in the Old Testament scriptures. He knew the law. He knew the Psalms. He knew the prophets. And he was very capable of explaining the meaning of, of those passages in those books. Well, that is Apollos the man. Next we see together Apollos the message. Apollos and the message. Uh, now regarding the message of Apollos, uh, he was very expressive. Verse 25 says this man was, had been instructed in the way of the Lord. That word instructive means that he was taught by words of the mouth. He was taught by words of the mouth, suggesting he had been catechized, that he had sat and he heard by word. It suggests that Apollos had uh, some personal formal training in the scriptures and the things of God. Uh, he was able to interpret what happened and explain the implications of those things. Well, Apollos... Uh, responded to all the light that God had given him. He had studied the Old Testament and he believed its message about the coming Messiah, the coming Christ. And he had heard that message. He had heard the message of John the Baptist. And again, uh, he had responded to John's declaration of a coming Messiah, the promise of a coming, and the need of preparation to meet him. And regarding Apollos' message, uh, he was enthusiastic. Verse 25 says he was, uh, and being fervent in spirit, fervent in the spirit. Uh, his, his enthusiasm just boiled over with excitement. And if he were here, if Apollos was here, you would know it. You would know it. Even as I would be speaking, you would know Apollos was in the room. Out there, he might be sitting, but you would know he's here. Who is that? That's Apollos. He was convinced, he was a convinced man that the Old Testament was right and that John the Baptist was a true prophet of the Lord. He was red hot with zeal, as they say, uh, to communicate what, was, what he knew to others. He was just ready to communicate. 
And that is what led Apollos to speak up at meetings. He would speak up. He was a soul fired with enthusiasm for the things of God. He had light. He had heat. He had action. Romans 12, 11 suits him. He was not lagging in diligence. He was fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. But also regarding Apollos and the message, he was exact. He was exact. Verse 25 tells us that he spoke and taught accurately. That word accurately, uh, diligently. He, he spoke, uh, he was very careful. He was very diligent, being careful with what he understood. It's the same idea when Herod commanded the wise men to search for the Christ child and how he told them to search diligently. It means simply that Apollos was very careful to teach accurately. That's Apollos the man, the message. And next though we have in this narrative, we have Apollos and the meeting, the meeting. In verse 26, we will find out that there was a, a, an interesting meeting took place after uh, one of the synagogue services. There was a couple, and that couple's name was Aquila and Priscilla. And so uh, they were very humble, and they believed. They believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, Aquila and Priscilla. They knew about the death of Christ, the, the risen Christ, and the ascended Christ. In the coming of the Spirit, they, as listeners, they were sitting in the audience and they knew more than the preacher in the pulpit. And so Aquila and Priscilla invited Apollos. They understood that he had a major deficiency, not just a deficiency, a major deficiency in what he knew. And so the story goes on, Aquila and Priscilla invited Apollos to their home for a meal. How nice, how wonderful. And around the table they shared, these, this couple shared, shared with this eloquent man, this effective man, this exact man, enthusiastic young minister, they shared a further truth, a more fuller truth that they knew about Jesus the Christ. And Apollos, rather than being put out, after all, he, he's eloquent in his speaking. He's mighty in the scriptures. He was thrilled. He was thrilled to hear more about Jesus. And, and, the, and the identity of Jesus. And so Apollos, the Bible tells us that Apollos uh, willingly received their instruction. He embraced their teaching. And it was at this meeting that Apollos discovers that his message was incomplete. The message that he had been carrying was incomplete. Not inaccurate, but incomplete. Apollos knew the Old Testament scriptures very well, and he was able to teach them with eloquence and with power. The only problem was that he was declaring an incomplete gospel. Not an inaccurate, but an incomplete. Because his message got as far as John the Baptist. And then it stopped. The Bible says in verse 25, it, it, 
it, bring, it, it brings out this deficiency by saying, though he only knew the baptism of John, which tells us that Apollos knew nothing of the cross, that Apollos knew nothing of the resurrection of Christ teaching, that he knew nothing of the coming of the Holy Spirit at, at Pentecost. He knew of John's baptism. He knew of John's baptism to repent and to look forward to the coming Messiah. You and I look back to the finished work at the cross and his victorious resurrection. But Apollos looked forward. Apollos knew about the Old Testament promises. Oh, he knew them all. But he did not know about their New Testament fulfillment. And so it was at this meeting that we learn of a major deficiency of Apollos. And because Apollos the man was incomplete in his message, that made him incomplete in his walk with God at that time. And so it was during, or during this meeting and even after this meeting, he learns of his incomplete message and therefore he learns of his incomplete walk with God. But he receives the instruction and he embraces the teaching that they so lovingly gave to him. Next we see Apollos and the ministry. Apollos and the ministry. His ministry is revealed to us. His New Testament ministry is revealed to us in verse 27 and 28. We find there. Now, formerly his ministry was the Old Testament scriptures. We know that. Therefore, because the Old Testament scriptures was his ministry, Christ remained concealed. But now, his ministry would become Old Testament and New Testament, and now Christ would be revealed in his ministry. And the Bible says, and when Apollos, Apollos desired, and when he desired to advance, verse 27 tells us, when he desired to cross to Achaia, it came time for him to decide to leave Ephesus and travel and go to the Corinthian church. And the Bible tells us for his ministry that was starting then that the Christians at Ephesus wrote a letter of commendation urging the followers there to receive this man Apollos because he was, he was a worthy messenger of Christ. And from that time on, Apollos helped people who recently trusted the Lord. Verse 27 tells us that. And from that time on, Apollos also, using apologetics, he used apologetics to convince the Jewish people, publicly showing to them from the Scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. And so... We have Apollos the man, the message, the meeting, and the ministry. And, and now I'll share with you some closing 
thoughts for us to look at. As you look at Apollos' life, look at your life. As you look at Apollos' walk, let's look at our walk. It may be of encouragement to you tonight. Now, first we know that Apollos was a man of words. He was a man of words. Proverbs 18.21 tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Therefore, death and life are in the power of the words that we form and use. So the question is, are you speaking words? Am I speaking words that are building up people? Building up ministry or tearing down people? Are we speaking words that inspire? Or are we speaking words that bring destruction? Next, we know that Apollos was willing to learn more. We know that. He, was, he, he, he wanted to discover more. He approved of uh, Priscilla and Aquila coming to him and speaking into his life more truth. question needs to be asked, are you teachable? Are you willing to learn more? If the answer is yes, God can use you. Are you willing to listen and make corrections? Have we learned to humble ourselves and and make change that warrants change in our life? Or are we offended when someone tries to help us learn? Pride says, you know what pride says? Pride says you can't teach me anything, I know it all. Well, next we know that we can observe from his life that Apollos was mighty in the scriptures. Now, there are a lot of things that we can choose to be mighty in. We can choose to be mighty in our opinions. We can choose to be mighty in the post and courier. We can, we can choose to be mighty in politics and business and sports and entertainment. We can choose to be mighty in many things. But for the Christian, for the individual, for the, for the family, becoming and developing yourself to be mighty in the Scriptures is what's going to help you stand when the winds of adversity and the waves of deception come and start to beat upon your life, they beat upon your home, and they beat upon your family. Will you be able to stand because you chose to begin to be mighty in the Scriptures? Well, next we know that Apollos was given a place in life, and you have been given a place in life. You have been given a platform in life. Now, you may not think of it as a platform, but it's really called a personal responsibility. so that you can speak into the life of other people. What that personal responsibility consists of, it consists of behaving the truth, not just believing the truth, but behaving the truth, and then bringing the truth to others. That's what Apollos did on a platform. 
That's our personal responsibility elsewhere. Well, next we know that Apollos had spiritual mentors. Do you have a mentor? You know, island Christians and Lone Ranger Christians remain feeble Christians. It's like, it's like being a student who will not go to school tomorrow. <laughs> Don't do that. You didn't hear the preacher say that. It's like being a player who will not play on the team. The older need to embrace the younger, vice versa. Men to need to embrace men. Women need to embrace women. Apollos had, had a spiritual mentor. And we know that it was a couple. And I'm, I'm quite sure that his, his associate, the Apostle Paul, was right there with him. There's two more. Next, we find out that uh, Apollos would learn to celebrate his funeral. Apollos would learn to celebrate his funeral. Apollos was brought to conversion, no doubt, when he heard the gospel in all its fullness, of the, and, and he embraced the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, we know before Apollos had an incomplete message, therefore he had an incomplete walk. But now Apollos had a complete message of Christ, of the Christian life, of Christian living. He knew of the cross, he knew of the empty tomb, and he knew of Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit. And so Apollos came to know what it means to celebrate your funeral while you are still living. Jerry Vine says, at Bethlehem it was God with us, at Calvary it was God for us, and at Pentecost it is God in us. And so, being an associate of the Apostle Paul, again, Apollos would begin again his ministry with an opportunity to learn and live by faith what the Apostle Paul tells us, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, Apollos learned to celebrate his funeral. And then lastly, knowing about John the Baptist was good, it was beneficial. Knowing the facts of the Bible is good, and it's beneficial, but knowing Jesus is absolutely necessary to save your soul. God bless you tonight.